It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, October 10th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that cannot believe the regular season has officially started, even if it's over in Europe. And uh, we've got actual Flyers games this week. We do. I'm focusing on those games. Yes. All right, let's get the show going. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, once again, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here, as always, with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Flyers. You'll keep up to date on our episodes, Flyers news, all that good stuff. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We will have a mailbag this week, so get those questions in. On today's show, we're going to talk about the latest Flyers news and cuts at camp, some interesting uh, developments there over the weekend. We're going to try and get our final roster predictions in that are coming out today. Plus, it's Monday, so we will have our nemesis of the week. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube, so subscribe there as well. Russ, I gotta say, I am a little surprised that the Flyers put Zach McEwen on waivers. Yeah, I was a little surprised too, but we did talk about the possibility of it happening based on, you know, the fact that Mm -hmm. they had some other players that played that way. And uh, again, this is a different coach, a different system. And, you know, I guess he doesn't think Zach McEwen's going to score. He did give him opportunities in some of the preseason games and he didn't do it. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what we talked about that, you know, if it were up to us, we wouldn't have him on the team because yep. there was just too many of him and and he did not show anything more than what we saw from him last year. So uh, I think that Honestly, that gives me a little bit of hope here that maybe some good decisions are going to get made. Yeah, I mean, it should. I mean, at least that's one where you say, okay, it could free up a spot for a younger player. Could. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely be getting to that. Uh, The cat may have some other Mm. words to say about that. But uh, also on that waivers list, Cooper Merity, which hopefully that means he's healthy. But uh, we'll see if it's just you know, to get him off the roster for yeah. now when, when uh, we check in with the Phantoms. But, uh, and yeah, now we're down to basically, you know, the last hurrah of what the cuts are going to be. Um, of course, we still don't have some injury updates uh, for sure. You know, they say Carter Hart's going to be ready. They say Joel Farabee's going to be ready, but I don't know. Still have a few days, uh, and I'm sure that's going to go down to the wire. Yeah, the things can always happen, right? So you never should count any any of these things as a hundred percent. And look, Artem and Eastimov is a is a big factor too here. I don't know what his injury is, but if he's mm-hmm. able to come back from it, that's probably gonna upset the apple cart for a few players. Yeah, and that's a case of where I think, you know, John Tortorella is gonna go with the devil you know versus the devil you don't with yes. an Eastimov versus McEwen, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, but I don't even think it comes down to that. I, I think it could be much worse in the sense that it comes down to Anisimov versus Frost. Ugh. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute here, because that was sort of, I think, the comment of most concern over yes. the weekend from Tortorella that, you know, he likes what Frost is doing, but he's not sure yet. He still needs to get to know him. And people say man, good things about him. Like you've right. had all summer to review tape. Mm -hmm. You could have talked to him at any time. You could have coached more except for the games that you did coach. Like there's no excuse for a, a, a coach to say he doesn't know the player at this point or know him well enough. It's not good enough. Yeah. And I think, you know, for those of us who watched his preseason, like Frost had a pretty solid preseason. Yes. And I, th I think, and you've said on this show as well, that Frost has done what he needed to do to make this team. I felt now, like he did. Yeah, if it was a much better Flyers team, maybe not. But this is mm -hmm. the team we have. And I think Frost more than proved that he deserves to be on the roster, especially given all the various settings that he was put in. You know, he's put in all sorts of different situations and really stepped up. Yeah, so I just, what I fear now is with Cates at center, because he's going to put Cates at center, which is fine. He's a good center. Like I said, I just, you know, I guess the player now is- at wing, right? Yeah, is good with playing it. You know, we always heard that, hey, maybe he doesn't love center, but he's going to play it, so that's fine. So you got him at center. You might have Anisimov at center. And then if that happens, it's I think it might come down to Frost or Hodgson on the wing. And the problem is I could see Torts going with the size of Hodgson. I'd be happy for Hodgson, but really sad for Frost because I think he's really kind of would get screwed here um, based on the fact that I really do think he should be playing center. Yeah. Yeah, we'll I, I agree with you. Yeah, I know. I oh, still got a few days before opening night and those rosters are set and those lines are set. So I'm sure we'll be studying practice in great detail with I mean, if John to wants that. to ask me. I could tell him all about Morgan Frost. <laughs> the other interesting development over the weekend is, uh, of course, that set Flyers fans a little bit on fire is Wayne Simmons is on waivers from Toronto. And God, God bless Wayne Simmons. I love him to the ends of the earth, but he does not need to be on the flyers. <laughs> like I want no. better for him to be honest. Well, right I mean, now. I don't even, I don't think there is better for him though. I mean, his skating is yeah. really not there. Yeah. His points have dropped tremendously. He's now just pretty much a fighter. I don't know if any team's really going to take him at this point, but even if you like what you said, this would still be a bad situation. I know there have been mm -hmm. some former players online saying, hey, he should come here. And, you know, it's like, no, that is the mm -hmm. wrong way to go about this. That that actually would make this situation worse, I feel. Yeah. If he wants to have a reunion and have a good time, go to the senators because right. that'll that'll be a good time. And there might Agreed. be a, a place for him there. Yeah. I mean, if they're looking for that type of player, maybe. You know, maybe there is, but yeah, for the Flyers, it would just be bad because you got to move ahead. You can't keep looking behind at some of these players. There's enough of that going on already. Mm -hmm. So I alluded to it a little bit, but we still obviously have some question marks at goaltender. I still haven't heard exactly what's going on with Felix Sandstrom. And so uh, based on them waving Grosnick 
I think that it's Urson, right, in the backup spot right now, which is, I think he has the talent, but like we've been saying, he just doesn't have the experience and it feels like throwing him in the deep end too soon. Right. That That's my issue. I like him and I do feel he's mm-hmm. he, he will be an NHL talent. Always have felt that way. But now it's like, okay, so if Carter Hart is ready to start the season, is Hart going to go Thursday and then Saturday? And then when are you going to decide to put Urson in for his first game? Like that's – see, my, my feeling is here, if you had a more veteran backup – and this wouldn't be Sandstrom either, but just as an example, if you had a more veteran backup, they really wouldn't worry about who he's going to play against. But now that it's his first NHL game, you do kind of feel like they're going to worry about who he's playing against. Right. And the Flyers' first back-to-back is the two Florida teams in Florida. <laughs> Great. Which So it's not an ideal situation to throw him in there. Now, can he handle it? Maybe. I mean, Maybe. I'm not saying he can't, but I think that's a real rough scenario to, to throw him in there. Yeah, it's a rough scenario. Uh, we don't really know what the Flyers' defense is going to look like as far as how effective they're going to be with torts. So that could be, you know, it really could be a bad moment for him. Uh, we hope that it's not. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I think, you know, it seems like from what we've heard, Joel Farabee will start in the first game. He has been cleared for contact, but we haven't really seen enough of him yet in a full practice with contact. So, uh, I, I just, I worry about him from a health perspective and in terms of a confidence perspective, but, uh, I think that they're going to probably put him in there. Right. Uh, it really seems that way. My gut feels that way, but if you think New Jersey is going to just sort of like let him ease into it, they're not gonna. Mm-mm. And so that's the other thing. It's kind of like, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I, even if he told me he's a hundred percent, I'd be like, you know what? Keep skating with the team. I really have to make sure I'm, I'm going to wait another week. I'm just going to wait another week just to, out of precaution. Yeah, I think that's the right move as well. But, you know, we don't make those decisions. No, we them, don't. So, All right. Well, what we will do is get our final roster predictions to you. But first, we're going to hear about Athletic Greens. I want to take a moment to talk to you about Athletic Greens. I started using Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, and Haiti taking pills and vitamins. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, and focus. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Athletic Greens contain less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Athletic Greens supports better sleep quality and recovery. It also supports mental clarity and alertness. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million pills and supplements to look out for your health. To to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, 
and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Russ. So we are close to the wire here with uh, what this final roster could look like. And I don't know, man. It's like, it is a tough thing to call because it is. I just don't know what we're going to do here, especially because we don't know what the injury situation is going to be in terms of how guys are going to get classified and who's going to get put on LTIR or not. And I think that's the the struggle, right? In putting together this final roster, because I think um, Ellis is a given, obviously. Couturier is most likely going to be put on LTIR. uh, I don't know. What's going on, but. The way he's skating right now, um, if he goes on LTIR, I think he has to go for at least six or eight weeks, right? Something, something like that. Yeah, or like so, thirty days or so- something. They may do that, and, and I'd be okay with it. But just the way that he's skating and everything else, I can't tell you it's a guarantee yet. Yeah, it's just uh, it, it's just a struggle because you sort of run out of cap space if Atkinson and Couturier. Yeah. on the roster then there's really no room for any extras on the front end there just isn't yeah then they're going to run a player short at least maybe two probably two to be honest yeah um, to make if both cap. of them they're if both of them are on the roster they're going to have to play with just the 12 forwards yeah which is uh, I think a real tough road, especially if they're going to end up having to put some of the younger guys in anyway, you know, I, I think that is, is the biggest problem. But I, I think that where you end up then is on opening night, you know, you have Hayes, JVR, TK, uh, assuming Farabee, Frost, Allison, Cates, Lawton, Tippett, Delorier, Lazinski, and then either Hodgson or Jackson Cates, right? Yeah, I think Hodgson will make it over Jackson Cates because yeah. of size. I feel right. like Sports likes him because he's that big banging guy. Hey, I'll be happy if Hodgson makes it. Now, the, the other bugaboo here is let's say Atkinson and Couturier don't make it, and let's say Anisimov is healthy, then mm-hmm. you might mm-hmm. say, uh oh, Frost is out, Anisimov is in. Yep. And then and the for same what lineup. dollar figure is it it would have to be exactly what Frost is making. Yeah. It would have to be that exact amount. And then you probably would swap out Lawton would go to the wing, Kate's would be at center. Mm-hmm. Um and that might be what you're looking at here. Um which God. I mean, in some ways I like it because... I like it because Lisinski's at center, but mm-hmm. you know, that's good. I mean, that gives him a chance until you know Patrick Brown's back or not back. We don't know any, we haven't gotten any update on him. Yeah. And, and I have, I also like it because it's either three or four younger guys making Mm -hmm. the team, which is an absolutely necessary thing and getting them more experience and really seeing what Owen Tippett is going to be this year, I think is super important. 
Um, and seeing if Wade Allison can stay healthy is also. Well, that's the other thing. So like if that all of a sudden starts to be an issue and there are playing two players short to begin with, then that's really going to wreak havoc with the roster. And, you well, know, that's when you hope Couturier is ready. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's so a lot of, a lot of, you know, I know they're talking about fluidity and it's a great way to just use a buzzword to kind of keep everybody at bay and off balance. But, um, they, they've got more than a few red flags here and, you know, at least we'll see some guys in there, but again, on defense, there's not a lot of opportunity on defense. Nope. I think that, you know, obviously we know the top four that's locked in with Provi and D'Angelo, Sanheim and Risto, uh, assuming Risto is healthy. Right. But, yeah. and Braun will slot in on, on the third pair as well. And then it's really like sealer with maybe an option for Adderd or Zamula and that's it. or one that's of those two. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, to me, if we don't have Cam York, on this third pairing, I want Zamula or Adderd in that spot. And I want Nick Sealer in the press box. Right. But I, I just don't think that's going to happen. And Nick Sealer will end up playing forward at some point too. Cause he's, well, he's as he to, does, right. As he does, because they're going to be short because, or, you know, Allison's going to be nicked up. Like it, It's going to get like that. Like that's mm -hmm. be prepared for that. Like that's what, Torts did with Stu Bickle back in the day when he was a defenseman and he oh, threw Stu him. Stu Bickle, that's a name. <laughs> yeah. So Sealer's going to be his Stu Bickle, it looks like. So for better or worse, this is what, you know, it looks like we're looking at. But then I, I also feel like there's some things that are going to be happening down below that are not very fair either because of how many veterans are on this roster that make the team and the ones that get sent down that are going to be sucking up playing time in Lehigh. Yeah, I think that's a fair point as well, uh, especially, you know, Connaughton is is down there now, which he would have been the perfect guy to sit in the press box, right? Yes. But he's going to be taking up time, hopefully not as much time as some of the other guys, but still some ice time down in, in Lehigh Valley on defense. So, you know, it's just, it's just a real conundrum here because i don't want zamula or adderd sitting in the press box like that does no. nobody any good which that does is nobody like, any good yeah so it's like hopefully one of those two can earn this spot on the third pairing uh so that we have nick sealer in the press box you know and the other thing is like so like with connaughton down below and and maybe the other two you mentioned, all of a sudden Mason Millman's back in Reading. Like he won a chance. He 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 won. He was in the playoffs with them last year. He was their best player last year. How is this going to help him develop? Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. That's it. Just seems a little questionable, and I I just don't understand that part of it either. But I think just this weird trickle down effect that it's having. On, on the other teams. On a bad team, said. though. This is, like, if this is a good team. Like, you're yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning. You say, I get it. Guys have to wait their turn. Mm -hmm. I get it. This is a stacked lineup. This is a stacked lineup of some good players and then some mediocre players. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. I, there just has to be room for them. Otherwise, they're not going to figure. You know, Kevin Connaught is not your future. Nick Sealer is not your future. Mm-mm. And there's a point where you have to look at it and say, all right, 
I mean, I think Lehigh has enough of the older rookie types or prospect types rather that I, I think they'll be okay. But once you start putting guys that have been had careers already, like Connaughton and or Sealer for for spells or whatever, and you're just taking away time from prospects down here, that that doesn't do anybody any good either. No, it does not. So I think like we're pretty close to knowing what this roster is going to be. I think, you know, like we said, the injuries are the biggest question mark in terms of how people are classified. And that'll determine any extras that they can have on the bench in terms of on the forward side. Uh, hopefully they can have a seventh defenseman on the roster because yeah. that was dicey when they weren't able to do that every day and had to constantly be banking cap money. It was, a, uh, it, it, I think it also it feels like they're heading towards that again. I know it does. And it's just brutal because it feels like, at least to me that it affects the cohesiveness of the team when you're constantly mm-hmm. like doing paper transactions that, uh, it, it really makes things a little, well, it, what it does and then is when it someone makes... gets hurt, it's, yeah. it's harder. It makes things uncertain for the players because a lot of times they know it's just a paper transaction, so they're not really going anywhere. So then it's kind of like eh, for them and then, you know, for the media covering, it makes it really hard for the fans knowing what's going on. It makes it really hard because a lot of times these guys are not really going up and down from Lehigh or whatever. It's just paper transactions. And, you know, it's not great for anybody, but you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. All right. Well, we've brought up a lot of subjects that could potentially lead to our nemesis of the week, which we will get to after this. Okay, Russ, uh, we are going to name our nemesis of the week. And if you are newer to the program out there each Monday, we look at the week ahead for the flyers and say, what is the thing that is going to cause the most problems for this team? How are we feeling about the team? And just pick something that is really irritating us in the world of the Flyers and in hockey. And man, last week we talked about these very final cuts and the goaltending questions. I think we've clarified the goaltending a little bit more, mm-hmm. but it still brings us a lot of concern. It's not that the question is still there, but that the concern it has sort of shifted a little bit around Urson and whether just like throwing him in the deep end is the problem. And I think this week, the nemesis for me is what we were exactly just talking about is injury management and the cap, because I think it would be really, really good for this team to have extras around and practicing and skating with the team all the time. And if they're going to have to run a minimalist roster all the time and we have a whole bunch of question marks in terms of injuries and how they're going to be classified. And are these guys going to be ready? And I think that it's really just this injury management and the cap that has me worried. Well, I'm going to go a different route. Um, Recently, (laughs) the WWE was um, at the Wells Fargo and Gritty Mm -hmm. tried to give a gift to the Miz and the Miz attacked him behind stage and, slammed him to the ground the miz did and you know i am not a fan of gritty but like come on all of a sudden a wwe guy is going to attack a mascot that's weak so that the miz is on my list now because that's just like he was 
what's really funny is, and what the belief is on the, the reason why this happened is because he wasn't getting enough airtime on the pay-per-view. So he just decided to do this out of nowhere and, um, and try and create something. So he's on, he's on my list now for that. Cause that's just weak. Yeah. It's so always been so interesting to me because I don't really know as much about the Miz as a wrestler. I just remember him from the real world. And when he was right. talking about becoming a wrestler and like, right. God bless him for actually like he's living his dream. I guess he is but, living his dream, but it kind of bothers me a little bit if he's going to attack gritty. Yeah. Yeah. He's a punk. Ugh. All right. Well, we are going to be finding out the final roster today at some point. So, uh, listen, they have until five o'clock though. So it could drive five o'clock. Yeah, it, it could, but, uh, we still have a lot of, to talk about this week leading up to Thursday's opening night game. Uh, we are going to wrap things up with our flyers fun thing. And I haven't really been watching the standard that closely. They're a little behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I haven't, that the, I'll be honest. That the Flyers have been doing, but I will say that I am a sucker for having a mic'd up Kevin Hayes, which is really good. And there's dog content in this one as well. So Dog content's um, always good. If you're going to watch any of them, I feel like this may be the one to watch. Now, is the dog on the ice? No, it's uh, Ivan Provorov's dog. Oh, Provorov's dog, not. okay. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, people complain about that because Provorov had brought his dog to City Field and that whole thing. And But this is the, the dogs in Philly at the moment. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I like that. That's always good content. All right. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow with those final cuts and how we think the lines will be shaping up. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Phantoms today, and we have some preseason action for the Phantoms and their roster to talk about. So, so much going on. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. You can send us in your questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com, or you can comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at Armiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your next listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. So stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with Locked On NHL, your daily NHL podcast. Have a great day, everyone.